This is the podcast of Christian Life Center, an Assemblies of God Church in Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information, visit our website at clc413.com. Would you please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joshua? Book of Joshua, chapter 23. Over this week, the Lord has been brewing what I'm going to share with you in my spirit. And I believe that God has a word for all of us here. And I'm so thankful for how God customizes exactly what we need. And I believe that today is no exception to that. So I want to ask that the Spirit of the Lord will minister through His word today. Lord, I acknowledge today that I'm not smart enough that I'm not capable enough to be able to minister your word on my own. But with the help of your Holy Spirit, with your anointing, I believe that your word can be presented clearly and with power. And that's exactly what I ask for today. Because all of us in this room, myself included, need a fresh word from you. I pray that the Words on the pages of your word will come alive, that they will jump off the pages and into our hearts today. And I pray that as we leave this place, we will leave a little bit different than when we walk in, or maybe a lot different than when we walked in this morning. And I pray that you would take the words that are spoken and bring clarity to every one of our hearts. May we understand them. And may we live them out for your glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. All of us in this room are on a journey. And the journey that we see in the Old Testament of God's people leaving Egypt and heading towards the promised land, which was promised to Abraham was not something that happened overnight, and there was a lot that happened along the way. And one of the wonderful things about reading the Old Testament, even though we are living in the New Testament under a new covenant, but we see in our lives a similar journey from slavery to freedom in the power of Jesus Christ. And so what I want to share with you today is some very important steps that I believe God wants you and I to take so that not only for us individually, but also for our marriages and for our families, that we can experience all that God has intended for us to experience. When we come to Christ, we are giving God ourselves and saying, God, I surrender my life to you. But that simple statement is backed up by then a lifetime of every single day saying the same thing. It's the same in a marriage. The words I do are not only said once. But over and over and over again, I do, I do, yes, I do. 
And unfortunately, there are situations where some allow their heart to come to the point where I do becomes I don't, even after many years of saying I do. It can happen in marriages, and it can happen in our relationship with God. Yours and my walk with God is something that is ongoing, and God wants it to be fresh. In Joshua chapter 23, we're going to be looking at a story that was somewhat coming to a close for Joshua. We read here in the beginning of the chapter that the years passed and the Lord had given the people of Israel rest from all their enemies. Joshua was now very old and he called together all the elders and leaders, judges and officers of Israel. And he said to them, I am now a very old man. You've seen everything the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. The Lord your God has fought for you against your enemies. Now I have allotted to you as your homeland all the land of the nations yet unconquered, as well as the land of those we have already conquered, from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. Joshua's laying out a look back and a look forward. In looking back, he says, as you know, God has fought for you against your enemies. And some of the land has been conquered. But there is yet room that you all need to be able to have access to. But right now, it's not available to you. Because your enemies are living in that land. It's still the promised land it's just not yours yet. Caleb was an older man when he decided, I was promised this property, and even though I'm 85 years old, I am going to conquer the territory because God said it would be mine. And that's exactly what he did at the age of 85. You may recall that both Joshua and Caleb were a part of a team that went to look at the land that God had promised to Abraham. They all came back with a report. Only two of them had a report that said, we can do this. The majority said, are you kidding To them, we were like grasshoppers. The ten spies who went to the land were looking with their natural eyes. But Joshua and Caleb went in looking through eyes of faith. And if the Israelites had moved forward based on a poll of the majority of the spies, guess what the decision would have been? We're not going anywhere. Be careful 
that you don't allow the majority to always decide the direction. Because there will be times, if you do that, that you will be kept back from everything that God has for you. Joshua and Caleb were now in the promised land. Joshua had led. The baton had been passed to him from Moses. Joshua had big shoes to fill. But he was faithful. And here now, he is very old. He's called all of his leaders together. And he says to them, God has fought for you against your enemies. And he lays out the land that has been conquered. And in verse 5, it says, This land will be yours, for the Lord your God himself, now referring to land that is yet unconquered, he says, This land will be yours, for the Lord your God will himself drive out all the people that are living there now. You will take possession of their land just as the Lord your God promised you. So be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instruction. Do not deviate from it, turning either to the left or the right. And make sure you do not associate with the other people still remaining in the land. Do not even mention the names of their gods, much less swear by them, or serve them, or worship them. Rather, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. For the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations for you, and no one has yet been able to defeat you. Each one of you will put to flight a thousand of the enemy. For the Lord, your God, fights for you, just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord, your God. As I began brewing over what the Lord was putting on my heart to share with you, the title of my message changed. In the beginning, I was focusing on our responsibility to fight for our families. And as I was going through the scriptures, I began to see so clearly that even though that is a part of it, even greater and more important than that is the reality that the Lord our God fights for us. When you get into one person taking on a thousand, you're not dealing with natural fighting anymore. That's way beyond the norm. But that's the kind of battle that we are fighting. And so, what's weighing on my heart to share with you is that the battle that you're waging, it doesn't matter what it is. Could be your own personal battle, could be a battle maybe between you and your spouse, it could be a battle between you and your kids, it could be a battle that you are fighting this morning. 
And I want to remind you how to move forward with instruction from the Word of God today. First of all, you need to know that God intends for your territory to be at peace. Up to this point, God had given Joshua the ability uh, to see that the entire area was at peace. Verse 1 says, God gave the people of Israel rest from all their enemies. There were so many periods of time where the enemy was given access to God's people because of their disobedience. But here we see that Joshua, in leading, in honoring the Lord, that there was rest from the enemies. There were boundary lines that were drawn. And Joshua's about to leave this earth. He's about to pass the baton on. And he's giving instruction to all of his leaders. And he says, I need you to understand something. What has happened in the past is only going to continue to happen if you do certain things. Number one, be very careful to follow everything that you've been instructed to do. Don't deviate it from it. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. Verse 11, be very careful to love the Lord your God. This is very important, friends. Because what happens is sometimes we face messes in our, in our homes, in our jobs and situations. And our immediate response is, is we got to go to our own tools our own weapons to try to fix the situation. If there is an enemy coming against us, maybe we've been lied to on our job or lied about on our job. Maybe there are situations that we find ourselves where we are being taken advantage of. We began to think, well, how am I going to defend myself against that? And we go into our area where our weapons are, and we began to think of how we are going to be able to move forward to defeat this enemy. And you can fill in the blank of whatever that enemy is for you. And we began to assess, am I able to move forward? But more important than looking at what we have available in the natural, it's very critical that we listen to the voice of the Lord. Because when we line ourselves up with him, there is a battle that takes place in the spiritual realm that is far above, far beyond what you and I can see. Over 260 times, God is referred to as the Lord of heaven's armies. God is interested in us winning the battle. But for you and I to be able to have God's armies fight on our behalf, we must be very careful to obey God and to love him with all of our heart. 
The Bible tells us clearly in Colossians chapter 2, in verse 10, it says, You are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. You and I need to recognize that every bit of authority comes under God's authority. Even rogue authorities today are under the ultimate authority of the Almighty God. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means he is in authority. There are many today who reject the authority of Jesus Christ. But one day, everyone, whether they like it or not, will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. I want to read to you from Psalm chapter 24. And it begins by speaking about how the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. For it was God who laid the foundation on the seas and built the, uh, built the earth's foundation on the ocean depths. It asks the question, who can climb the mountain of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? And then it answers the question by saying, only those whose hearts and hands are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing. And have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. And then I want you to listen to these words in verse 7. It says, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, listen to these words, invincible in battle. How many would want that warrior on your side when you're going to battle? Then again, it says, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. God wants peace in your homes. And for some of you, there is no peace in your homes. And you're sitting here today, and you're wondering to yourself, how do I get peace in my home? God has a word for you today. You're not going to get peace in your home by simply relying on your own strength and your own ability. More than likely, you've already tried that. I don't know anybody who wakes up and goes, I hope we have a chaotic day today. Even the world wants peace. Even people who don't acknowledge God want peace. They just don't know how to get it. Listen closely to what the Lord has to say to you. 
Because whenever God speaks, the important thing is, is that you hear it and you do something about it. Some of you, peace may be reigning in your home. Awesome. But I believe God has a word for some of you specifically this morning. Because God wants his rest. Just like it was for Joshua throughout the land. He wants it to be in your home. God sits on the throne in heaven. And as long as he's on the throne, everything's under control. And I have good news for you. He's not getting off that throne. So we have a good place to start from. <laughs> now let's move our way down the chain of command. Even the son, Jesus, Submitted to his father. He was in the garden and he said, Father, if there's some other way, please, this is going to be hard. I know it's going to be painful. Father, is there some other way we could go about doing this? Nevertheless, I acknowledge your authority and I submit to it. Not my will, but yours be done. You see what's going on there? Submission to authority. Jesus said when he was walking on the earth, I don't speak of my own. I speak whatever I hear him say. That's the second person of the Trinity talking. If he says that, how much more? How much more? We as human beings are not we called by God to submit ourselves to his authority. Here's the problem we have. Is that at times we don't want to fully submit to God's authority in action. But we're willing to submit in word. We're willing to proclaim Jesus as Lord with our mouth. But when it comes to actually doing what our Lord says, we actually put ourselves back on the little throne of our heart and say, I'll think about that, but for right now, I'm going to be Lord of this situation. And we do what we want to do. Whenever we do that, we close the door for the king of glory, for the invincible warrior. And when that happens, there is no other option but for peace to leave with the king of glory. The only way for peace to enter back in is for the gates to be opened back up again. 
Now, this is very important. Every single one of us have the freedom to open or close those gates. The Lord desires to impact every area of your home, but he will not shove his way in the door. He knocks. He wants to come in. Now, when I was on the mission field, and uh, my dad had me preaching from when I could speak. And I would preach from that scripture that he stands at the door and he knocks. If you open up your heart, he will come in. And oftentimes we were preaching on the street and there were many people who would hear the message. And for the most part, these were people who did not know Christ. And for many years, I thought along the train of, of, of thought that this message was for the lost who had never known Christ, and he wanted to come in and make his, make his home. And that is true, but it wasn't all of it. Because, you see, when Jesus said that, he was speaking to the church. And so I'm speaking to the church. And here's the message from the Lord to you today. You may proclaim the Lord in your home. You may have a sign on your house that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The only power that that holds is when through your actions, you actually keep the gate open for the Lord. How do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Because this is going to make the difference whether or not peace or chaos rules in your home. Just as Jesus submitted to the authority of his Father, in the same way you are called by God to submit to the authority of the Word of God. Listen closely. If God has told you not to do something and you're doing it anyways, in that area, Jesus is not your Lord. Because you're not listening. And to that degree, you've opened the door for chaos. It's very important that you allow the invincible warrior to come in and to have full access to every part of your home. God desires for peace to rule and reign. After all, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now listen to these words. Verse 12, if you turn away from the Lord and cling to the customs of the survivors of these nations remaining among you, and if you intermarry with them, then know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive them out of your land. Listen closely. Instead, they will be a snare and a trap, a whip for your backs. Sound a little bit like chaos? 
and thorny brambles in your eyes. That just sounds painful. This is God talking. This is right after a great speech about peace in the land. Brambles in your eyes, and you will vanish from the good land the Lord your God has given you. Soon I will die, going the way of everything on earth. Deep in your hearts, you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. But as surely as the Lord your God has given you the good things he promised, he will also bring disaster on you if you disobey him. He will completely destroy you from this good land he has given you. If you break the covenant of the Lord your God by worshiping and serving other gods, his anger will burn against you, and you will quickly vanish from the good land he has given you. Here's what God was saying. You got two options. Peace can rule in this land, or it can get to the point where you will leave this land. And guess what ended up happening years later? Years later, they would end up being kicked out of that very land. That very land. As your pastor, I want to tell you, some of you have heard messages on things that God is calling you to do in your home, and you're not listening. I say this lovingly, but I want you to know that unless you get it right with God, peace will never rule in your home. You can come to church every Sunday. You can attend the Bible study on Wednesday, and you can come to the prayer meeting tonight. But until you submit yourself to the Word of God, you will not have peace. You can go to all kinds of counselors. You can attend all kinds of professional places that will tell you all kinds of amazing stuff you can do. But you will never gain victory unless the invincible warrior is allowed in the domain that is yours. I'm telling you this because I want to spare you some trouble. Some of you are in relationships that you're not supposed to be in. And God says to you, you need to get that right. Some are living together and you're not married. Listen to me. God will only put up with that for a while. He will deal with you because he's already told you what to do. Some of you are not listening. God's speaking. Please listen. When you get it right, you're going to see peace. And you may not realize this. Your disobedience is affecting the whole church. We as a body need to move forward to claim every bit of territory for the glory of God. But we must do it by opening the gates to the Lord, submitting ourselves to his authority and saying, God, you said it. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it because you said it. Just like Jesus. Not everything God asks of us is easy. But it's important that we listen. Listen. 
Because only then can God demonstrate his power. I love standing here and worshiping God with you. I really do. I love when the music's playing and we're being led and, and the presence of the Lord shows up. But I want you to know, God doesn't just want his presence demonstrated here in this sanctuary. When you leave this place and this building, every home represented in this place should be like a sanctuary where the glory of God shows up. You've got to invite the king of glory into your homes. The degree to which you allow that to happen is going to be the degree to which his presence is going to show up here on Sundays. Because you've already surrendered to him all through the week. Last week, you wrote some things down that you surrendered to the Lord. You said, God, I'm willing. I'm willing to do this. Please follow through. Please follow through. You came up to the front and you threw it in a trash bag, and the trash bag was taken out to the dumpster. And now the ball's in your court. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to follow through because God is looking for a clean house. He's looking for a clean house. As your pastor, I do not want to stand before God and him say to me, Joseph, you just told the people what they wanted to hear. I don't want to do that because I'm going to stand before the Lord one day and I'm going to give an account because I'm his spokesperson. I'm his ambassador. And if I don't say what he said, I'm going to be held accountable. In fact, the Bible says that as leaders, we're held more accountable. God's going to hold, in a sense, my feet to the fire more than yours, if you get my understanding of that, the understanding of what I'm trying to say there. So friends, lead in your homes the way God has called you to lead. Put the Lord first in everything that you do. And when you do, you're going to allow the king of glory into your home. And when he comes in, one is going to put 1,000 to flight. Two are going to put 10,000 to flight. That means the enemy doesn't stand a chance in your home. No matter what you face, no matter what chaos, honor God. Set boundaries. Sometimes it's very easy for us to allow in our home things that have no business in our home because we want to please our kids or we want to please somebody. Keep this in mind. Do you want to please that person or do you want the Lord to have free reign in your home? Because when you open that door to sin that God has already told you not to do, how can God's peace rule and reign? Think about it. This isn't to condemn you. This is to say that if we get our act together in our homes, then God can use us wherever else he calls us. 
So I'm expecting great things for this year. I really am. I believe that with God's help in Christian Life Center, our roots are going to grow deep this year. And in order for the roots to grow deep, the rocks have to be removed from the soil. That's just the way it is. Otherwise, we're going to be shallow. And the wind blows, and whoo, here goes a whole bunch of people. Because the roots were not deep. But if we get our roots deep, no matter what happens, we're going to be rooted and grounded in the Lord. And this is my prayer, and I say this from my own home as well. I want Jesus to be Lord in my home. I want what is seen, what is listened to, what is said, to honor the Lord. And there were even some things that were spoken about at the conference yesterday that the Lord spoke to my heart that I plan to put into practice to establish good habits that not only affect me, my wife, and my children. Because we're moving together for the glory of God. It's not a one-man show. This is a family. Not I want my children to be lost along the way. I want us all to be saved for the glory of God. And so to do that, I've got to swing wide the gates and say, Lord, you're not just Lord in the church, but you're Lord in my home. Now, that doesn't mean that you set up legalistic parameters that do nothing in touching the heart. But it does mean that you honor God in what you allow in your home. And there is a difference between throwing a net way too wide where you're not dealing with things that God says don't do and do. And we can make rules up ourselves and try to manufacture our own holiness. But as long as you're sticking with clearly what God said do and don't do, then you're fine. You're fine. Sometimes we can live in fear. Well, what if I hold the line for God and the person that doesn't like it walks away? It's a big challenge because there's a lot on the line sometimes. Here's my advice, and you can take it or leave it. If you're upholding what honors God, clearly, and I'm not talking about legalistic rules that don't really matter, but when you're honoring God in your home and you have someone who feels so uncomfortable with that, let them go. Because if they won't listen to you now, they won't listen to you when you pull the line back and go, that's okay. You can go ahead and drink in my home. That's fine. I don't want you to get drunk somewhere else. could be dangerous out there. What you don't realize is you're opening the door for the enemy. You're giving approval for stuff God says don't get involved in that junk. And you may say, oh, but what will happen if I hold the line? Peace will rule in your home. That's what will happen. If you love someone, let them go. And then when they come back of their own volition, that's when you know they're there to stay. Because God doesn't force us into his kingdom. And neither can we force our family. You know what I mean? You can't make people love Jesus. But you can love them 
you can show them how much God loves them. And then they have a choice to make too, just like you did. And I remember Jim Cimbala's testimony. He had a daughter who was going her own way. And he said to her, daughter, I love you, but that is not going to happen in this home. He's the pastor of Brooklyn Tabernacle, New York. And his daughter at the time said then, dad, I don't want to be here. And her dad said, I love you, but those are the rules. And she left. She went out into the world and she lived her own life like the prodigal son. But then one day, her parents prayed for her. They were believing God for a miracle. And one day, she came back. And she said, I realize that I need to submit myself to the authority of Jesus Christ. And she did it willingly. And guess what? No compromise happened in the home. And the bond between the father and the daughter is stronger than if he had said, well, I don't want you to leave. So let's see what we can do to work this out. You're not doing yourself any favors by budging on what is right and what pleases the Lord. But while you hold the line, dish out love. Let the person know you love them and you care for them. But it doesn't mean that you've got to say, well, we're going to do what we want to do to please you. I want you to know today that God wants you to have peace. He wants you to have victory. And that's why he says to you, be very careful what you allow in your home and in your life. And if you are careful to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength, here's my guarantee for you. God will fight your battles for you. And when your kid does whatever he wants to do, when your spouse does whatever they want to do, because you can't control your spouse either, but when they do their own thing, you let God fight your battle. You honor him. Let him loose in the house. Walk around your house. God, I dedicate this room to you. May everything that goes on in this room honor you. Pray for the person that sleeps in that room. Fathers, husbands, you've got to take the lead on this. You need to stand up and fight. And let God fight for you. Listen to his instructions. And he will lead and direct the way. I'm going to ask if all of us could close ourselves in with the Lord right now. Maybe you're in this room this morning. And you need peace in your life. You've been trying hard. The Spirit of God has been prompting you. You're in church today because there's something inside of you that says, I need peace. I need peace with God. Today is your day. Today 
is the day of salvation for your soul. If you're in this room today and you are not yet ready for heaven, you can walk out of these doors with your name in the book of life. You don't have to clean yourself up to come into the presence of God. You don't have a good enough soap to do that. But if you come to him, he'll take all your sin away. And then he says to you, follow me. Reject the sin and obey my word. So I, I want to let you know this morning that God takes dirty things and he cleans them up, messed up things and fixes them up. And he wants to do that for you today. So I want to ask if there's anyone present in this room today and you would like to say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I want you to come in and cleanse me of all my sin. Maybe you once walked with God, but you've walked away from him. Or maybe you've never really surrendered your life to him. I want to ask you today, would you like to do that? Because God is knocking on your door. And he says to you what he says to those who already call him Lord. I stand at your door and I knock. If you'll open, I'll come in and I'll have a meal with you. And we'll share fellowship together. So all across this room, if the Lord has been tugging at your heart and that's a step you desire to take, going to ask you right where you are if you just raise your hand nice and high. I would love to pray with you for your name to be written in the book of life and for the Spirit of God to change you. I see your hand and God sees your heart. God sees your hand and your heart, my brother. I never rush past this part because it's why Jesus suffered. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Now I'm going to ask for you who raised your hand. This is going to be a statement from your heart. The Bible says that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. With our heart, we believe, but with our mouth, we confess. And that's exactly what you're going to have the opportunity to do this morning. And I want to invite you this morning with your heart to ask Jesus for his forgiveness. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But as you pray, I'd like you to pray it from your own heart. And God will hear and he will answer. I'm going to ask the entire church to join with me in this prayer. And the Bible says that all the angels in heaven rejoice when even one soul is saved. So if you would, would you join with me in this prayer this morning? Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need salvation. Would you please forgive me for all the wrong things I have done? Please clean my heart and make me a new person. 
I choose from this day forward to live my life in obedience to you. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Please write my name in the book of life. I thank you for listening to me. I thank you for giving me the free gift of salvation. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise for the work of his Holy Spirit. I don't know the battlefields that are represented in this room. I'm not exactly certain of all that goes on behind the closed doors in this home. Of every single family in this room. But I do know this. That Jesus, the Prince of Peace, wants you to find rest from your enemies. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities of darkness. Oh, your family member may look like your enemy, but they're not actually the enemy. They're just allowing the enemy to use them as pawns. That's all. The real battle is in the unseen realm. Sometimes what may be going on in your home is not necessarily your fault. Sometimes the chaos that is going on there is because of the enemy. But what I'm here to tell you is, is that you don't have to settle for that. You can bring the invincible warrior into the room. That's what I'm trying to get across. Swing wide the gates. Say, God, you got to come in this place. I don't know exactly what's wrong. I'm not even sure why this chaos exists but I want it gone in Jesus' name. My next request is this. Every one of you, if you rent, if you own, there's boundaries to where you live. I used to do surveying, and we would have to go find the corners of the property to define what was the person's property. Every one of you in this room have a certain domain I'm not just talking about the dirt that you own in your property area. But in the spiritual realm, you have a domain. And you have a right to claim that domain for the glory of God. And that includes your family. And so here's what I want to make available to you to do today. If you're in this room, and you need the invincible warrior to show up at your residence. And you want him to do some defeating of the enemy. He's willing. But you've got to invite him in. You've got to open the gate. I heard you knocking, Jesus. I really want you to come in. You don't have to understand what the mess is. You don't have to rationalize it. It's okay. Just invite him in. He knows how to deal with it. 
He made the people that live in that domain, including you. And he knows how to deal with them. And then you've got to be willing to do whatever he tells you. That's the key. Whatever he tells you, just do it. So here's the way we're going to end this. If you're in this room and you would say, I need the Lord to enter into my domain and to get some things in order. You don't have to proclaim whatever they are. They may be private matters. That doesn't matter. But I'm going to be honest with you. If any of you are concerned, well, what does someone think about me if they know a little things are out of order? Let me just make it real easy for us. Every single one of us in this room have something out of order in our domain. If we didn't, we wouldn't need him. And I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just being honest. As your pastor, I need the invincible warrior in my home. Yes, I try. I do this, do that. But I'm going to tell you, if God doesn't show up in my home, there's automatic chaos. So I want you to feel free to swing wide the gates. King of glory, come in. The Lord, strong and mighty, come in. Invincible warrior, come in. Because I need victory. I don't have enough firepower to deal with it. But you do. Would you please come in? And so for the next few moments, here's the call. Isaac, would you, as the Spirit of the Lord leads you, just lead us into a song that the Lord directs you. And while Isaac plays and sings that song, this is an open invitation. To open the gates, you got to get out of your couch. And you got to go and swing the doors open. You know what I mean? you got to do something. There are steps of faith. And I'm going to invite you this morning, if you want the invincible warrior to have access into your home, your invitation is to come to this altar and to say, Lord, by this step of faith, I swing wide the gates. Not only do you have permission to come in, but this is an open invitation. Would you please come in? And would you set in order things that are out of order? Maybe there is demonic oppression that you're not even aware of that's going on. And you can take a stand when you invite the invincible warrior in. And you don't have to say, well, you've got to deal with me because you're not enough. But you can say, you've got to deal with him. And he's been welcome in my home. So Satan and all your demons, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. So this is the invitation. I hope it's clear. If you would like the mighty warrior to come visit your home, I invite you to come to this altar and just simply say, Lord, I want you to come to my house. And I want you to have free domain. You are Lord of it all. As for me and my house, yes, we will serve the Lord. It's not just going to be a sign on my house. It's going to be a rule of how we operate around here. And if it doesn't qualify as serving the Lord, it has no business here. Because Jesus is Lord in my family. 
if that's you all across this place, you're just welcome to come right now.